Welcome back to the Black Knight Podcast, hosted by me, McKaylee Nealon, where I'm joined by my co-host and producer extraordinaire, it's Jonathan, hailing from the US of A. Hello, welcome back, everybody. So this is episode two of the revamped, rebooted, rejigged, redone, rewired Black Knight Podcast. And today I'm recording from the Black Knight headquarters here in Carlo, where most of the staff are not present because, well, you know, they, we've got these big offices and no staff in them. Uh, well, there was a double bank holiday. It was a bit of a hangover from that, maybe. <laughs> true, true, true. And it is, and the weather today is not very Irish. The sun is is shining. It's a beautiful day to not be in the office. So I think working from home today and being able to kind of run outside into one's garden as soon as you're finished makes a lot of sense. As we mentioned last time around, we're still hiring. So keep uh, if you're interested in, in joining our technical support team, head on over to blackknight.careers where you can learn what it's like to, to work for us. It's wonderful. We're amazing. You, you want to work for us. It's the best job I've ever had. And I'm not just wow. saying that because you're because you're the boss. Well, as long as you're happy. So what's going on at the moment? Yeah, this is this I think is going to be probably one of the biggest topics for most of us uh, in Ireland and probably globally for the next next while. Latest projections over here saying that inflation could hit around eight percent which is apparently the highest it's been since the mid-80s. Now, un- unfortunately, I'm old enough to have a vague recollection of the mid-80s, unlike you, Jonathan. You, for you, the 80s is something that you consider as being historic, I think. But, yeah, this is going to be a problem because the yeah, the costs, costs for a lot of stuff are just going to, is just skyrocketing. We, we all know that petrol and diesel prices went crazy in the last few weeks with prices at the pump going to over two euro a litre which i'm sorry why am i getting not sorry one second my phone is making noises i'm sorry sorry about that so the, with the inflation the petrol uh, the price of petrol and diesel at the pump has gone crazy it's, it was up over two euro about a week ago it has come back down a little um, but it's still crazy high. Other costs are, are skyrocketing. So electricity, gas, and other utilities, the prices are going up at a crazy percentage. And I heard earlier today as well that a couple of the mobile phone networks are also looking at, at upping their prices. So this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt us all quite big, big time. So what's that mean for us? Well, for us in Black Knight, we use a lot of electricity because we have offices um, here in Carlo. Plus, obviously, we have lots and lots of servers and other equipment that all use electricity. So the the price of electricity is going up. It doesn't matter what we do. There's no way to really avoid that. So we're going to have to currently, some of our team are looking at those costs, just trying to work out what is the sanest way of dealing this, with, with this. But it's not a cost that we can completely absorb. We just It's just impossible. So there's going to have to be some price adjustments for some clients, I suspect. Well, and 
I mean, everybody's paying more across the board for everything. I know even here in the U.S., inflation is really bad. I mean, things are, or even our weekly grocery shop has gone up substantially. It's like, this is, we're, we're reliving the 80s. So we've, we're having a Cold War type situation that the threat of global thermonuclear war is back on our, ra- on our radar. We've got the um, inflation levels of the 1980s. Now, hopefully we can avoid the unemployment levels of the 1980s because those were truly <laughs> depressing. And um, yeah, it's, we definitely have an 80s theme this week, don't we? <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's not a, I mean, the 80s was, not a, was a decade I, I could quite happily forget about. Thanks very much. But yeah, it, we'll see. Well, hopefully, hopefully some of these things won't be as bad, but it is, it is a cause for worry because the, the pricing for things like power, it's not static. I mean, it keeps going up. Well, so, and and how I, I, I'm not familiar. How much of Ireland's energy, oil, and gas comes from Russia? I'm not sure, but the the problem we're having is this is the bit I don't understand, and that, that's just literally because I literally don't understand the renewables are renewables energies renewable sources of energy are powering a fairly high percentage of our electricity. Right. So. I don't understand why the electricity companies are increasing the cost to consumers because if you're getting all your power or a very large percentage of your power from wind, for example, it doesn't cost you anything extra because I mean you're not paying for raw material, it's wind. But for whatever reason, the, the prices are going up. As for the Russia impact, I don't know what the percentage is, but we're not directly reliant on them as far as I know. Look, we'll we'll be. This is not a topic that's going to go away. We'll be talking about this a bit further over the next while. So, what have you been working on recently? Well, well, the big thing this week is we launched a promotion for .cat domain names, the official so who, domain name so what, of Catalonia. So what is dot, can you tell us about .cat? .cat is not a domain name for cats, uh, because the Catalan people have reserved it for websites and online stuff related to Catalonian culture. And so anybody who has a connection to Catalonia can register a .cat domain name. And for the next few weeks until May 5th, we have them for just five euro. For the uh, first for, year. For the first year, excluding VAT. And which is a great deal because normally they're very expensive. So I've got Michaelia.cat because of course I do. Um, <laughs> So the originally when .cat launched, they were quite strict about who registered the domain names. But I think at this stage now they're taking a more kind of pragmatic approach. It gives money. They they use the money from the domain registration fees to fund a load of stuff in Catalonia. So yeah. as long as you're not doing anything untoward with the domain names, they're not that pushed about it. Well, amusingly, if you go to Nyan.cat, it plays the Nyan Kit animation, and they translated the website to Catalonians to qualify to use it. It's not Catalonia, it's Catalan. Well, I, I don't know. Or that. maybe maybe it is Catalonian in, 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 in that weird English language of yours. I still see the Nyan.cat thing, but where do I get? Pick a language. All right, they do have a Catalan. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I mean, there's a, um, look, I mean, Doc, Doc Cass 
has had pretty good adoption with a lot of Catalan businesses and people, local institutions. I mean, it's interesting looking at what local businesses do in some of these areas where they have their own domain name. So, like, I was doing a bit of research there last week for an upcoming holiday in Wales and found a load of uh, tourism-related websites were using a .wales domain, which I thought was kind of oh. cool. Oh, nice. So that's a good use of that. Finding uh, any doing the .cumry domain name? Well, as I was navigating in English, no. I mean, if I, I, I might... See, do I know many? Well, I, I only know one Welsh speaker, and I haven't really spoken to her in about twenty years. I would assume that the the Cymru ones are being used more by Welsh speakers. It's I mean the thing with the thing with Cymru and Wales is, you know, it was never really about volume. It was always going to be about you know filling a filling a gap, and it's the same with Cat. I mean, it's not you know success for Cat was was getting businesses and organizations to use use the domain extension you know it doesn't right. it's not it's not compete these are not domains that are competing against dot com or dot es or dot fr and so uh, and on the topic of domain promotions we just inked a deal with radix and we are now offer we were we were offering radix a select few radix domain names on promotion until the end of the, this month but we've now extended it to the end of the year so you so can which get domains a, are those the, so you can get a great deal on dot website dot space dot site dot tech dot online dot store and dot fun most of them are under five euros. The reason we wanted to do this promotion last year was we wanted to offer better pricing on dot store because that, that domain has become very popular. So right now you can register a dot store domain name for four ninety nine for the first year, excluding VAT, which is a great so deal. So have you registered I'll... any of these domains yourself, Jonathan? I have. I have a few dot store domain names and I think I have a dot space domain name as well. Yeah. Okay. I, I have too many. I have too many domain names. No, you can never have too many domain names. You can just have the right amount, <laughs> which is always higher than what it was previously. Well, you know, it's uh, it's like the human centipede of domain registrations. You pay me a, a salary, and then I buy domain names with it. So you just get it back, which suits me fine. I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> I mean, I used to be one of my company's biggest clients. I'm not anymore, thankfully. <laughs> I have, I have kind of, I have restrained myself more. I'm spending money on other things instead, like um, concerts, Hans Zimmer concerts. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, a few of us actually from the team ended up going to the Hans Zimmer concert in Dublin this week, and yeah, it's it's interesting to see you know live in person things coming back. I mean, after after two years of general kind of weirdness. Like I was at a concert last year, I think it was in like oh, September, October of last year, and it was that kind of weird time where there were still some restrictions in place, and everyone was confused about which restrictions were were applicable in what situation. And I think there was also kind of a general reluctance to go to things because stuff was being cancelled left, right, and centre. Whereas the other night, the Three Arena in Dublin was completely sold out. The place was absolutely packed. It was jammed. So there, I think I think the capacity of the Three Arena is about ten thousand or something. 
So it was absolutely packed. And this week, Paul, my business partner, our CTO, he's over in Germany, Cloudfest. And tomorrow, a couple of team will be attending the Guaranteed Irish Awards up in Dublin. And one of our staff is a judge on the in the tourism category, correct? Yes, we're, we're so we're one of the sponsors for that event because we we like what Guaranteed Irish are doing, so we we stepped up to help sponsor that event. I mean, the thing with sponsorship is there's two types of sponsorship. There's sponsorship for very kind of commercial, commercially backed and commercially run events where the event organizer is is doing it as a business, and then there's um, ones where it's more kind of that's the only way that that organization has to actually generate any revenue throughout the year and in the case of guaranteed irish we obviously pay a membership fee but they get a certain amount of sponsorship for events which helps them to run um, a load of stuff for for member companies such as ourselves and i think they're a great organization happy to support them so cloudfest also this week so that'll we'll see now what um, kind of stuff comes out of that but i've seen people posting photos and everything so it seems to be fairly busy. The ICANN meeting in The Hague in June is meant to be going ahead as a hybrid meeting. I have no idea how that well that will work out. At the moment, I'm probably going to be going. I'll see. Down the street for you, so. Well, okay, by American standards, <laughs> yes. By Irish standards, no. I wouldn't consider The Hague just down the street. And then maybe we're, we're looking at probably attending NamesCon in Austin, Texas. I think that's what, at the end of August, beginning of September? Yeah, it's the, I think it's the first week of September. Yeah, so that, that could be interesting, as long as they're talking about domain names. If they're talking about other digital assets, I won't be too interested. Yeah. It's a, it's, a long, it's a long way to go if it's all about NFTs. I mean, look, NFTs, I think, are an interesting topic, and I think there, we, it might be worth our while at some point to get somebody on as a guest to talk about NFTs. Yeah. But I'm not... Look, I can't... I'm, I'm just... I can see a use case for NFTs. I can see a use case for blockchain, but I, I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the kind of NFT space at the moment, which is a little bit... Dubious, let's just say. I mean, maybe you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, if you've got tons of money, tons of time, and you want to play around with these things, that. But if you are looking for a surefire way to, I don't know, guarantee your retirement fund, I wouldn't be just putting money into NFTs. Right. So. Okay. And what else is going on? So oh, the, the Rebel Spirit Awards. Yes, Rebel Spirit Awards. So this one, well, Rebel Spirit, Cork. It's based in Cork. It's a it's a it's a Cork focused event. And as I'm from Cork originally, I'm very I'm very Cork. We're sponsoring one of the categories, which is the one for the what are we calling them? The non Cork businesses. The right. What, what is the term they use for it? He came up with a term for it which I thought was quite funny. It was, oh yeah, a nod beyond Cork. There we go. <laughs> a nod beyond Cork. So, you know, the rest of the country does exist, but we won't talk about it too much. For those outside the Republic of Cork, right? Exactly. Well, have you, you haven't even been to Cork yet, have you? No, not yet. All right. So, th- so on your next trip to Ireland, you'd have to go to Cork, at least briefly. I'm ready and waiting. 
I mean, if we can just kind of show, we can point you in the general a general direction of the program and say, look, there you go. So the the finalists in the category we, we ended up sponsoring is two kilometers from home, which was one of those sites that I think somebody threw together as a kind of a side project and then ended up being used by people all over the world. Nearform, who are the company that built the Irish COVID app. O'Neill's Sportswear, who stopped making sportswear and went off making scrubs, as in not the comedy, but as in the, the clothing that people in hospitals wear. So you're not a scrubs fan? No. No? Okay. No. We'll, we'll, we'll have to have a conversation about that at some point. Why is why does Jonathan have a bad taste in TV shows? Um, hey. uh, I see the movies you watch on a nightly basis. Oh, that's that's intentionally bad. I mean, I I choose really bad movies to watch just because that's what I want in the evening. You're a glutton um, for punishment. So then, and then another lady, this Alison Spittle's co-video party, which was like a how do you describe it? A online group film screenings. It's kind of an interesting idea. You know, watch, watch, a, watch a film with friends. I don't know if you've ever done that, but it's actually quite good fun. And then the last one is the Feed the Heroes campaign, which is really cool. So they, these guys organized food for frontline workers. Oh, that's really cool. That's, that's worthy. So they got two hundred over 200,000 meals to frontline workers. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of chips. Yes. It's a lot of, it's a lot they raised over 1.4 million from around 19,000 unique donations. Wow. Got food to staff in 143 different sites, including hospitals, National Ambulance Service, nursing homes, community test site, the GP surgeries. Yeah. It's it's a very it's an interesting one. It was so I remember when these they they launched that. It was just one of these things, you know, a couple of guys got together and went, "Hey, this 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 problem this could be this might be a problem for people. How can we fix it? You know, they came up with that. Um, I mean, if you look at you know the things like I mean, at a larger scale, what's his name, Jose Andres, with his uh, kitchen thing, he's been doing that in the U.S. and elsewhere, and he's now moved that over to Ukraine, which is interesting. Hmm. So that's so. Those were the kind of the big ones. Those are the big news stories at the moment. Another one which we came across, which is just you know, like an interesting idea, was this website that somebody set up so that Irish businesses and people can share uh, promotions and um, things like that to help Ukrainian refugees. Private or private? I don't know how you pronounce that. I can speak Russian. Huh. Priv or, or Ukrainian rather. Private or private? Or, yeah. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. P r y v i t dot i. It's a very candy little website. That's a nice idea. It's a nice idea. But there's, there's been there's been a massive influx of Ukrainian refugees into Ireland over the last couple of weeks. The government is predicting that there will be a, a much larger number than we originally expected. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the next few months. But with the inflation and our already existing issues around housing, it's an it's going to be an interesting few months. It's going to get crowded. Well, that plus um, there's concerns as well around um, food security. There's concerns around things like where are we going to get flour to make bread? So if I go back on a low-carb diet, it'll be fine. (laughs) 
But, you know, they were talking about how things like pasta prices could go up by some crazy percent. No, not the pasta. A lot. No. Well, it's, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, a lot of this stuff is very much up in the air. At the moment. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. Okay. So what else is, anything else going on that we should talk about, do you think? Well, on the topic of the, the rising energy costs for data centers, let's talk about data centers because there's a lot of misinformation in the Irish media about data centers and what they actually do and what kind of energy usage they use and what kind of, you know, there's a, there's a movement against data centers that doesn't really seem to be founded much in reality, more just in, in sort of party political rhetoric of people who are against capitalism in general. So what are, what are some things you're seeing about, data centers that are very you know like make you roll your eyes and go that's not true i know i run a data center i think the biggest one for me is that people assume that data all data centers are used by amazon and google right and that everything that amazon and google and probably to a greater or lesser extent facebook aka meta is all about surveillance of some kind right and uh, it, you know this i mean, to start with while yes you know some some online advertising online services do collect a huge amount of personal information at least it is questionable whether or not they need to collect as much information as they do, and one could get into an entire kind of philosophical thing about that. That's only companies that are operating in a particular area that are doing that. The vast majority of companies that have, that are using data centers, in other words, most of our clients, are not doing that at all. I mean, they're they're running websites, they're running email, they're running online services they could be running like we have clients who are running the the hr systems they use for for businesses are running into that clock in clock out systems there's um systems that are used for i don't know by airlines by public by transport entities uh, there's video streaming services there's you know there's so many different different services that for businesses and personal use that are you know they need to be connected all the time to the internet they have to go through a data center right and then there's things like you know all those um isps or community isps that need to get connectivity from you know small little towns and villages up and down up and down ireland they need to get that connectivity back up to one of the major hubs. So, you know, you'd be talking like Dublin Corp, whatever. They also have to put to, put equipment into data centers. So, like, even for, you know, for, for you, if you were sitting, sitting in your home or your office somewhere in Ireland or anywhere else for that matter, and you wanted to, to fire up a Zoom call or anything like that, you know, this, the, that internet connectivity runs through data centers. Right. And I know that... Well, it's like saying that just because just because you can kill somebody with a car, all cars are therefore weapons. Right. It's a, it's a, it's it is it's a gross oversimplification. It's also one of those things where there is a lot of confusion 
because I mean, people don't understand technology. I, mean, I think this is part of the problem that the average, the average person doesn't really understand what, how a lot of this stuff works behind the scenes, which is fine. I mean, you don't need to. I don't understand how my car works, and I don't really care. Um, so I suppose there is this kind of thing where it's you know they, they, that it's some people have kind of latched onto that, and it's part of their their political platform that to kind of push back against this these you know against big tech against these big companies but you know we're not we're not a quote-unquote big tech company we've got about 50 staff we're not like a, a google or a face and a lot of our clients wouldn't be either right i mean it's Tarring everybody with the same brush is not doing anybody any service. Well, and, you know, yeah, we may be a small company, but even we run multiple data centers. And yes. even bigger companies come to us for access to data centers. So it's, it, it, you know, the data centers provide the plumbing that makes all the Internet things that you do on your smartphone and, and, and your workday work. And this criticism that, you know, that big tech is living in this big black box in a anonymous warehouse gathering all of our data so that it can advertise to us is just not completely true. And it's very irritating to hear these talking points repeated. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's annoying because I mean, ultimately, look, we've got what 50,000 plus clients. I mean, I'm not even sure how many are active these days, but I mean, it's, you know, it's quite a large number. So let's say the population of a, medium-sized town or a small city across with that client base there's going to be companies that are operating in a whole range of different things but there's everything and anything i mean there's hotels there's guest houses there's bars there's corner shops there's butchers there's bakers there's even probably a candlestick maker there's a lot of different businesses that are just running websites and email and a few other little bits and bobs. There's not, they're not doing anything particularly, particularly weird or crazy or big or complicated. They're just you. They're just existing online. And over the last couple of years, we've seen how the importance of online has 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 risen. I mean, with you know more and more services only being really available online. You know, it's, I think it saved a lot of businesses over the last couple of years we've been able to switch from purely in person to online or hybrid or whatever. I just find the criticism I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with somebody if you want to say, you know, that data centers do X, Y, and Z. If X, Y, and Z is factually correct, that's fine. Like I'm not gonna turn around to you and say data centers don't use power. They do use power. I am, however, gonna have a problem with people saying that data centers are going to be the cause of, you know, brownouts or blackouts nationwide. Well, uh, and, uh, because and on that topic, let's talk about the biggest myth about water cooling and how there's this big fear that water cooling data centers well, is going to starve Ireland well, of water. <laughs> well, I mean, the water cooling thing is is kind of a weird one. So, first off, why do companies build data centers in, in Ireland or Iceland, other parts of Northern Europe? Because it's cool. And the reason for that is we have what's, it's, it's the ambient temperature outside. It's, it's quite cool. It's not particularly warm. It's not particularly humid. You know, the air is relatively dry. 
and at, it's at a temperature that isn't going to cause you major headaches and it doesn't get too hot or too cold. So what that means from a practical perspective is that if you're running a data center here, you're not spending huge amounts of money and power to cool the air in the data center so that the servers don't get hot. Because hot servers are not happy servers. They do weird stuff if, they, if you do that. So a lot of, like for the data center we operate here in Carlo, most of our electricity, apart from the electricity that we use to power the servers themselves, the only the rest of the electricity that we use is essentially to clean the air to make sure there's not you know dust dust particles and what have you um, are not going into the servers because again servers plus dust not good but we wouldn't actually be cooling anything you know cooling cooling air is an is an expensive operation so like if you're running a data center in I don't know Texas for example you're going to be spending a lot of time, energy, and money on cooling because it's hot in Texas in the summer. And like Texas in the summer, I've been there, it gets up to 40-odd degrees, probably more, obviously in centigrade. Whereas here, you know, we don't do that. So, I mean, we, you know, you could use water as a cook for cooling, but generally speaking, you wouldn't. Most companies in Ireland don't. I mean, there's a, this thing that... You know, companies are going to be using huge amounts of water. And the thing is, I mean, maybe even if they are using water, how much of the water that you're going to be using is going to be fresh? Like, there's nothing to stop you reusing water. And there's an entire conversation you can have as well about how you could, you know, look at integrating data centers into into the kind of the, into the bigger kind of ecosystem within a town or whatever. And so you could take that. You know that that heat output coming from the the data center and channel it somewhere productive. Like I've seen, you know, there's a lot of companies have been trying these different things out, but this it's it's just it's very easy for them to say, oh, you know, data centers use lots of power. Well, and 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 that yeah. on on that topic, it's in it's in your best interest as a as an owner of a data center for the data centers to work as efficiently as possible. You don't want to use lots of power. You don't want to use lots of water. No. You don't want to move lots of air. You want it to be efficient. No. And this idea that... Well, it's, I mean, power power costs money. I mean, even before the current price rises, power is a cost. Right. So, like, we would, we would recycle and replace and swap out equipment. Often, not because it's reached end of life in terms of you can no longer use the equipment, but the difference is that you know that, that the equipment you're using is much more efficient, and that the newer equipment is more efficient than the older equipment. I mean, even here in the office, when we we did we we completed a, an overhaul of the office uh, in the middle of a pandemic, yay, great time! All of the lighting is now motion activated. So what that means is you're not leaving lights on in parts of the building that aren't that where, where there aren't any people. Like even up here, I'm up here on the first floor of the building, and there's a couple of other people up here at the moment. But over lunchtime, uh, they they'd all gone out, so the, all the lights went out except for the, the light in my office yeah, that, because I was still moving around. Yeah, that was fun when I was there in December. If I was very still for a very long time, all of a sudden the lights would shut off. I was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, but the, but the point is, I mean, why would you pay for lights in a room where there's no exactly? It's silly. I mean, it's a, it's 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 wasteful. I mean, even things like the 
the, the monitors, like years back, we would have been using those great big ones with, you know, actual tubes and things in them. And now switching over to the flat screens, um, massive drop in the, in the electricity usage. But, you know, the point being, as you say, look, from our perspective, efficiency is also, it is, has a direct impact to the bottom line. So it's in our interest to keep those to keep those costs as low as possible because, you know, we're dirty, filthy capitalists and we like to make money and paying the power company is not good. Well, and I know uh, personally, I, I have a server in Black Knight's data center and I've had it in there for a few years now and power is not even something I think about, you know, it's, I just know that it works and, you know, whatever con- contract I have includes it in it. And so... Yeah, I don't know what point I'm trying to make. It's just that these things, they are a computer in a closet. They work, and they are the the plumbing of small businesses trying to be online. And this idea that only big megacorps are going to use data centers and collect your data and try and sell you things and spy on you is just it's just it's just BS. Yeah, I mean, look, ultimately. Look, I think it's a conversation we can pick up again, uh, maybe in a future episode. Because I mean, the there are a lot of a lot of people don't understand what it is that goes on in the cloud. I mean, they still think about the cloud. Like, the cloud was a great marketing gimmick as a term right. to come up with, but the reality is that the cloud is just somebody else's computer. Yep. You know, the when you talk about cloud-based whatever, there's no. There's no kind of clear definition or understanding of what that means for a lot of people. It's essentially, it's not running locally. It's not a, it's not a, a server sitting in your office. It's not a server under your desk. I mean, basically, it's something that is, quote, unquote, online. That's what, it, what it ultimately what it boils down to. And, you know, we, we provide public cloud and private cloud type services to to businesses then you have like you know the really big clouds like your 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 amazons and your googles and others that are i don't know what they there's a what they call them hyper clouds or something there's some term for that but they're all just basically in in a data center somewhere right i mean it's it's servers it's servers and hard drives data. computers in a closet uh, computers in a closet but Data is everything. It's email. It's it's in it's 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 like the, all the stuff that you're dealing with on a day to day basis. I mean, I don't know what it's like for you, where you are, but I assume it's similar to here. In that, you know, you don't go into the bank anymore. No, you know, they want you to do it all online in their app or on their website, and it's the same with most companies. Yeah, my my bank recently got bought out by a bigger bank, and the new bank doesn't even have branches anywhere near me, but yet. Yeah, well, yeah but you're like, but it doesn't matter because everything is electronic, everything's online, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so look, I think we're going to wrap this up. Okay. It's always good having these conversations. Let's let's pick this up again in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, maybe um, maybe we can get somebody from the from the green data center thing that we're involved. In. Maybe. Okay. Thank you, Jonathan.